Crazy Costs We Make, the podcast about making creativity and why we do what we do as makers and creatives. I'm your host, Vincent Ferrari, and joining me as always is my right-hand man, Ethan Carter. What's up, Vincent? Good evening, sir. Yeah, Monday, another Monday night, another another podcast. The first official Monday of summer. That's right. That's yes. right. Yesterday was the first day, right? So that was the longest day of the year? Yep, the yep, longest okay. day of the year, and it felt like it. <laughs> <laughs> That's weird. I thought today felt like that, but... Yeah, <laughs> you're not wrong. I'm looking out the window, though. I'm looking out the window of my office, and... It's slowly getting to the point where we're recording where there's more and more daylight. Yeah. And it's like, yep, it's definitely getting closer to summer. I remember this from last year. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Wow, it's, it's kind of cool that I could actually say that. I remember this from last year. I know. I've been doing this for so long. <laughs> I don't want to talk too much about the podcast, though. I might piss people. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> um, I just wanted to, yeah. I wanted to say something real quick because I am really, really, really blown away. Like blown away beyond blown away. At the response that we have gotten to the Enlighten Us Challenge. Yeah, I'm, it's pretty amazing. Wow. I mean, you guys, you guys are killing it. You, I, 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 I'm not going to lie. And I don't know if I said it on here or if I said I know I said it on Clamp, which I was on, which we'll talk about later. Um, but I've talked about how I was nervous about us not getting any response to the give to of the. Of course, challenge. anytime you do something like that, you know you hope it. Yeah, but. you really hope you're not the only ones, like because if it's just you and me and like two of our closest friends, like <laughs> that would totally suck. Mm-hmm. But the response has been just overwhelming. You guys are really into this, and I'm now I'm really really excited. So one of our listeners who actually reminded us that we didn't actually discuss it when we said we were going to discuss it. Thank you, Jeff. Um, he said that we should start using the hashtag. And that actually was the plan. So we were going to yeah. announce it last week and encourage people to start posting into the hashtag um, this week, which is BWM Enlighten Us. Um, and again, real quick, r- real quick rundown, not the whole thing. but, but yeah, you, And you don't have to post your whole project. If you want to keep it a secret before the giveaway, that's fine too. But it would be cool to put some stuff in the hashtag. So if you're already working on it or if you have sketches or if you have ideas – Throw it in the hashtag. Um, I don't know. I am definitely following the hashtag. I've subscribed to it so we can see what you guys post. I, and I, I better check and make sure I am. <laughs> yeah. It's really, really cool. Like, I, 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 from the bottom of my heart, you guys, I mean, I've cried 50 million times on the podcast. I am not going to cry tonight. But I will tell you that I got a little choked up when I started getting messages from people telling us how excited they were about this. So Well, and, and so, all right. So, again, it's, you know, any kind of light fixture that puts that light. Um, and so I, I got a message from Jeff today again, uh, a weird guy, uh-huh. uh, DIY, right? Um, By the way, a weird guy is his, we're not calling him a weird guy. That is no. his name that That's he his, chose. His, yes, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> good, good. Yeah. Good disclaimer. Yeah. Um, and, uh, but he, he also, so he had just gotten his stuff from Grand Brass. And so he remind, he, uh, suggested that we remind everyone about Grand Brass because he said, even though he he said the same thing as I did, it's not the most user friendly uh, website to navigate, but it does have a lot of great stuff and a lot of weird options. Um, oh yeah. So so which is perfect for this kind of thing. So it's again it's grandbrass.com, uh, and for all kind of it has basically any kind of light lighting, so wiring, uh, fixtures, uh, you know, uh, rods, all sorts of things. So yeah, um, it's a great site. Selection. Yeah, it's if you're making if you're making a light fixture of some kind, I would highly highly recommend checking it out. I am I haven't bought the supplies for mine yet, but that's going to happen this weekend because the cutting board is done. Yes, yes, that monster is done. It's out <laughs> of my hair. Well, it's not out of my hair yet. Of course, it's not out of my hair yet. Why would it be? 
yeah, I went down today. I was going to box it up, and it was wicking oil. So I'm like, okay, it's got to yeah. dry for like another day. So yeah, no, that thing's amazing. That's going to be awesome. Oh, it's done. I know. It's done. So many other fun projects I get to work on now, and it's done. So yeah, that's what I was up to. How about you? Uh, well, I just put out my uh, traditionally ridiculous, silly video on the uh, not Jackman-sized uh, <laughs> hammer that I made. So good. Um, it's, it's, I'm it's so, so annoyed fun. with you, by the way. It's so good. It, it's just, it's it's so silly. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, again, it's one of these where I started it yesterday and, you know, I finished it all in one day and it's, it's so unnecessary. And I was actually uh, telling someone that... Um, the whole time I'm doing it, I'm just muttering. This is so ridiculous. But <laughs> it, but, it, but for some reason, it tickles me, and I, it, I really, like, I have a fun time. And, you people, know, Paul people. Paul seems to, uh, you know, I, I, I made a little point in this one to post it just because I don't want to discredit what he's doing because he puts in his art. It's masterful. It's art. It's, mm-hmm. uh, you know, he does everything to scale to, you know, specifications, all those things, and I don't. And so I don't want to, I don't want him to come across as me, like, you know, devaluing what he does. Um, so I don't think he does, it feels that nah, way, but, he doesn't take um, that but way no, way. he's, yeah, I think he, he, he enjoyed it. And this was a good one. This was a fun one. So very good. Yeah. But yeah, it was, it was real good. And as I was watching Paul's video, I'm like, I can't wait to see Ethan's <laughs> this one. Like, I know it's going to be good. And it was it's just fun. So we have a, we have we a guest this week. We do. And a great guest at that. Yeah. I'm, you know, well, you know what I love? I'll tell you what I love. I love when you watch someone's YouTube videos and you dig their vibe and you dig their mm-hmm. style. You go back through their catalog and you start watching their old videos and you love that just as much. And then one day you just get the bug up your butt and you're like, you know, I wonder if he would come on the podcast. And he does. <laughs> like, I, 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 still do, I still love getting yeses. Yeah. And we got a yes from someone who I really, really love the work of, and I'm really looking forward to talking to, the one and only Wesley Treat. Hi, Wesley. How are you? Hello. Welcome. You, uh, you I, are... I practiced that hello for hours. I hope I nailed it. <laughs> in the mirror, even though we don't do video, you're just yeah. in the mirror. <laughs> no, it was, as, as I told Wesley when I invited him on, I said, well, this is a no-pants podcast, so you can, <laughs> you can do whatever you want. And not and even I, just the I after show. F- right. I am following the rules. <laughs> <laughs> Boxes or briefs? <laughs> no comment. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it is, um, it's really great to have you on. Yeah, it is. Thanks. I have been I've been watching your stuff probably about I would say about two years. I would say about two years I've been watching your stuff. And your style is just like there's just a clean, almost like clean vintage um vibe to your style with your yeah. stuff. And I yeah. really, really dig it. And and, and I, I was late to the game, to be uh, to be completely honest. I, I discovered you uh, I think I think it was uh Jim when Jimmy Duresta, I think he gave you you were his thing of the week for the Duresta alarm, which is still <laughs> oh, yeah. one of my favorite videos of all time. I just love that thing so much and it's so ridiculous and awesome. Thanks. It's yeah. it's actually it's right next to me on my desk in pieces right now because I had to cannibalize it. For something else. For the Raspberry Pi. <laughs> <laughs> Your reaction at the, at the end of that, too, is just, it's because you, you had the same feeling. Is you could just tell, you're like, this is like the, I think you even said it, like something along the lines of, this is the most ridiculous thing I've ever made and I love it or something like that. <laughs> yeah, it's the, the best, dumbest thing. I yeah, right. <laughs> no, I had, yeah, I had a lot of fun with that one. Then when I got that horn, I ordered, it's, it's a motorcycle horn. It's an actual horn. For a motorcycle, it is so loud. <laughs> and when I I knew it would be loud, but when I tried it for the first time, I think I posted a story on Instagram of my first reaction. 
even with even with earplugs, it it was it. Le- I, le- loud is not a, a, a big enough word, <laughs> right? And it was a genuine. Yeah, that's a genuine reaction every time. Every time that thing would go off, it, it it's ridiculous. It's it like was, Spinal Tap. It goes to eleven, right? It's just, yeah, it's it's amazingly. Yeah, I'm I'm hopefully hopefully I'm gonna I, I hope to see Jimmy this uh, this fall, and I'm gonna bring it with me. Oh, that'd be awesome. Well, wait, you're going this fall? You're going to Catskill Maker Camp? I, I hope, hope so. so right? I yeah. hope so, right? I hope so, If it's happening, I'm going to get to meet you. That's awesome. You know the whole thing? I, I, I know there's a bunch of people that we know that are going to be there, and I think Sharon is probably going to be there because yeah, she's she, always there. she always goes there. But, yeah, I am so freaking excited about it this year because there's so many people I've got to talk to on the podcast that are going to be there, and it's like, yeah, it's right. like a two oh, hours yeah. from my house. I'm going. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, I know. Oh, yeah, yeah, be yeah, there. You're closer than I am, aren't you? Yeah. Exactly, yeah. yeah. It's like right up the throughway. It's right there. Like, well, yeah. I got so excited. I, I, drove, I drove last year because um, oh it was kind of – because I, I kind of made the, a decision at the last minute to go, mm-hmm. and – so it would have been way too expensive to get a flight at that point. So right. I just I hopped in my car. It was like a two day drive, but it was totally oh worth gosh. it. That's awesome. That yeah, it, it, and it, it feels very like laid back. Which it, I don't know if that's true or not. But like even uh, even watching again, even watching Paul's video because I think he started the hammer or like started carving the hammer at it last yeah, year. Yeah, right. And uh, it just seems like a a very chill event. Yeah, it's. I tell people it's more an event. It's it's for makers by makers, right? And it really is just a lot of people hanging out. Uh, it's. I don't want to say it's loosely organized, but it, it it has that that vibe where it's. It doesn't feel like okay at X time this right. is going to happen, and then and people are hanging out and doing their thing, wandering in and out of the you know the forging tent, learning real skills. And they, they sort of, they had, I mean, they had, there was a schedule, um, you know, forging from this time to this time, but really there was no time that somebody wasn't in there. Right. Like after hour, people would go have dinner and they'd come back and just hang out and, and do whatever, you know, it, it was, it was so casual and it really was just like makers doing their thing. Right. That's awesome. I'm, I'm most excited. I'm most excited about being around other makers because- the last time I was around other makers was was um, uh, Maker Fair in 20, 2017? Yeah, 2017. Yeah. Wow. So <laughs> for yeah. me, being around other people who do what I do, it's like it's a rarity. You know, we always talk about how isolated people are in their shops. And being around other people when you go to an event is like, oh, thank God, these are my people. I'm around other weirdos that are just as weird as me. And they like being alone and with wood and metal and whatever else we do. And it's just the most amazing thing in the world. You find that camaraderie real quick. Well, and, and again, I've said it a million times. And, and I, it's very different. I know it's very different than this. But WorkbenchCon, what we say about WorkbenchCon is that it's it's like a place where introverts become extroverts because we're all the same like and uh and but at the same time what i what i am really intrigued by by um the maker camp is that to your point there's a lot of making going on there's mm-hmm. there's there's very little making going on at WorkbenchCon, and again it's a different kind of vibe um but some of my favorite memories at, from WorkbenchCon is is doing the wet formed uh travel frog uh, holder for um, Jesse, Jesse Ueda. Mm-hmm. And uh, again, because you're like making with people and everyone's brainstorming and stuff like that. So I can only imagine what it's like at Maker Camp. 
Yeah. So, what do you? Um, what part of the? What part of the event is your favorite, Wesley? Like, what in the last? I'm. You were at the last one. I'm assuming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, um, yeah. Well, no, I I really enjoy. I got to. I, I forged metal for the first time. Oh, um, really? Brett McAfee and and Jesse Oweta was. They were. They were there. Uh, teaching people how to do it with real coal forges. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've got a. Uh, it's one of my favorite things is is a hook that they taught me to make. Uh, you know, it's got the twist in it and like just made out of raw metal with a hammer and and heat and it it's it, it it's one of those things, one of those skills that you can, you you see if you've never done it, it looks sort of out of reach. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, welding was that way for me too. Like it would. You know, uh, and but then you 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 try it, and it becomes it becomes this real thing, and it's it's sort of it's it's surreal when you do it, mm-hmm. like actually doing blacksmithing, you know, oh, yeah. with your hands. I, I had I had one, so I had a question for you then because this, I've asked this of other people. I actually took a blacksmithing course um, at a farm upstate, and uh, my brother in law my brother in law and I did it. It was like a six hour course. And, you know, you get a small piece of steel and we worked with a coal forge also and we had to learn how to keep it going and you got to pay close attention because if you let it get too cold, you got to start it over and all that stuff. And right. you, you kind of get the hang of it eventually. And I'm not going to lie. Like, I know that it bites. I know that the bug bites people, but it just didn't bite me. I, I really was expecting to love it. I was expecting huh. to enjoy it. And I, I really didn't. And I'm wondering, like, what it, what was the feeling like? Because you said that was your first time. Yeah. What about it? Did it bite you? This? Did, do you like want to go back and start it, doing it more often? Or? I, it did. Yeah, I actually was messaging with Brett for a while there. He was going to help me find a good anvil. Oh, nice. Um, but that that kind of that kind of cooled off. <laughs> <laughs> Kind of like uh, a bad forge. It cooled off. Yeah. That was a a good uh, forge joke right there. (laughs) It was, uh, it it was being able to, to shape metal in that way. I've, you know, I've, I've bent it, you know, I've heated it up with a torch and give Mm -hmm. it a 90 degree bend. I've, I've welded it. It was, but this was more like sculpting, being able to sculpt steel was, uh, was so interesting to me. And yeah, I do, I would like to learn, how how to do more of that i think it would go in really nicely with the kind of work you do because i think oh, that, yeah. that that aesthetic of bent forged metal is just another thing you could add to your incredible ability to make <laughs> yeah i, I like anything. i like collecting skills yeah right that's see that's why you're that's why you're one of us like that's yeah. why i just feel like i relate to you so well right. because you you just said it there i like to collect skills i do too Right. Like for me, it's I get bored doing the same thing over and over again. It's not that I don't enjoy yeah. it. It's just I don't want to do one thing forever. Like right. getting the CNC to me was cool because, oh, I can make all kinds of cool stuff. And yeah, I can, right? But it's learning how to operate a CNC. Right. Like, it's not yeah. just put a file into a computer and it cuts. You got to know what you're, you got to have a rough idea at least of yeah. what you're doing. And there's different, I mean, there's a dozen different ways that you could go about even cutting the parts for something it's mm-hmm. there's right. a lot yeah there is a lot there is a lot to learn and and, it's and i enjoy that yeah i enjoy that too i i enjoy just figuring out different ways to hold stuff down <laughs> yeah 
Well, you well, I, use, I think too, you use everything uh, in your stuff. Like you're, you're. I've, I feel like I've seen you do pretty much everything. Like crazy custom jigs down to like pop rivets. Like you, mm-hmm. you're not afraid to just go. Yep, that'll work. I'm a, yeah, that. I'm a, I'm, I'm definitely a generalist. I, cool. I get, I get bored with things, and I, I gotta find new ways to make things. And yeah, I've, I've got, uh, you know, I do a lot of sign work. A lot mm-hmm. of my you know, commissions or sign work. Mm -hmm. And yeah, sometimes I do get bored with, you know, doing the same sort of thing all the time. But, and so sometimes I find maybe a different material to use or a different way to approach doing a similar sign, you know, well, and doesn't uh, that, I mean, self interested, like whenever that, and we've talked, I think a little bit about when you kind of are stuck in inspiration or something like that, you add a, you add a new medium or a new technique and all of a sudden it opens up a whole new world of, of opportunities, right? So yeah. if you're bored making that sign, is there another way you can make it? And sometimes that just gets it gets you excited about it again, right? Yeah. Although, yeah, it does get me in trouble, though, because I'm supposed <laughs> to be making money at it at the same time. Right, right, right. <laughs> so I end up spending a lot of that time just, you know, mm-hmm. to learn the new skill. And so it's, but, you know, I, but it also opens up being able to make a lot of different types of things. You know, I can make things now that I wouldn't have been able to make five years ago. Right. Do you, I mean, do you find too, I, I find like when I start using a new material or a new technique or whatever, uh, it also, I don't know, I, I figure out ways to use the ones I used before in different ways too. Like it just yeah. kind of sparks different ideas. Right, right. Yeah, like I, I've worked with, you know, sheet aluminum a lot, you know, mm-hmm. finding different ways of, of maybe incorporating that, bending it a different way or... You know, I started out with uh, with pop rivets, you know, and, and finding if I can find new ways of attaching the parts together. And, you know, yeah, I yeah, I I, I like finding I, I, I go to my my look. I have a great local hardware store. There's a, a place here in Dallas is a, it's a it's a local chain called Elliott's and they've got like all the hardware. And sometimes I'll just walk through the aisle and looking at specialty right. drawers and finding new ways of just putting things together. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I find that even, I mean, on a smaller scale, obviously, but uh, going to like an Ace Hardware or something like that, where they have the, just the aisle of different types of screws and fasteners and those types of things that you don't find at the big box stores. Yeah, exactly. And, and, and it's, it's, again, it's sometimes there's been projects that are inspired just from finding something unique that you didn't know existed, right? Like, it's just right. like, oh, what can I make with this? Because it looks so cool or it, it functions in a different way than I ever thought possible, you know? Yeah. yeah I've yeah. got like a mental catalog of, of things that, you know, new hardware that I've discovered that I want to fit into something at some point. Right. That's, oh, that's, that's awesome. the best. When you, you sometimes I, I find myself like seeing stuff as I'm scrolling through and I have a lot of stuff in pocket that I don't necessarily have a use for now. But I know I'm going to have a use for it in the future, and it's bookmarked in pocket where I could just scroll through and go, I remember when, you know what, I'm going to use that. I have an idea. Or sometimes you just find yourself browsing like McMaster car, like Mm -hmm. for no actual reason. Like (laughs) you don't need anything. It's just like, what do they have? Because sometimes sometimes the hardware can actually inspire you for a project. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I would love to have, if there's somebody out there who can hook me up, with one of the the hard McMaster catalogs, the actual paper catalogs, because I would love just to be able to flip through and browse through one of those. The, 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 the website is fantastic. You can find anything you want, but 
it's it's not necessarily the best to be able just to browse to, to get lost. Yeah, you no, know? and uh, I know. I mean, I think Dave Ricciuto's talked about it, and I think uh, Mike Montgomery too. It's a, yeah, for sure. There's there's something about flipping through a catalog, and uh, and that's why I still try to order them whenever I can for that exact reason because you do, it's it's hard to just stumble across things on websites, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, I've got a Mouser catalog like that, and just flipping through the switches. Oh, Section. I love the Mouser catalog. It was one of my favorite things. Mouser and Edmund Scientific were my two favorite catalogs <laughs> when I was young. I was such a nerd, but I loved it so much. Oh, I miss Mouser. Mouser. Was- <laughs> oh my God, you did. You, I forgot all about them because now everybody everybody orders from DigiKey now, and it's like you know, oh, that's really? Where you, that's where you get everything. But I forgot all about yeah. Mouser. Wow. Mouser. Oh. Yeah, Mouser is like what a town over from me. So oh, oh really? really? Yeah. I thought I always thought they were in like Northern Cal. I guess I just assumed that. I, so maybe they've there. got. They may have a couple of locations. I know they got a place here in Mansfield. Cool. Yeah, there are. They are. Um, I remember doing my my final project in electronics in um, I believe it was ninth or tenth grade, and it was like, well, you have to get your own parts. Like, wait, what? Where the hell do I get parts? And my teacher just plopped down this Mouser catalog in front of me. It's like <laughs> from here, and I'm like, whoa, this is so cool. Ah, <laughs> oh, it's 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 it is amazing. Like, I I actually I don't know if you know this, but I make jewelry. It's one of the things that I do. And one of the companies I get my stuff from is Fire Mountain Gems. And Fire Mountain has one of the best websites ever. You put in something, you will find it. They have it. But what I have found is that when I get their catalog every two or three months, whenever it comes, oh, my God, the ideas that come to me as I'm flipping through the catalog, it's just like – and I'm not even talking about the stuff because they do examples of, like, different components with findings and gems and beads and stuff. And it's like – Okay, that's a really cool idea, but that's not what I want to do. No, it's with like that. the I, the offerings are what. Yeah, yeah, like I I see I saw something I saw something in there a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like I have never seen that before. I'm gonna order like ten of them. I don't know what I'm gonna do with them, but I've never seen them anywhere else. And I could probably come up with something really cool to make. Right, it's just it's just so inspiring. I think we've undervalued paper catalogs so much. Yeah. Because the immediacy of being able to search for something, people forget that sometimes you're not searching for something when you find it, you know? It's like right. going yeah. to Michael's and you're walking along and you're looking at the shelves. Almost every time I go to Michael's, I look at every single section. Why? Yeah. Because the inspiration will hit you from looking at the stuff, not looking at the stuff you went there to buy, you know? No, like like you're saying, but Wesley, like just going to the hardware store too and just walking around yeah. And, yeah. and saying... I don't know what that material is or what it's actually intended for, but it, it has a cool look or, it, you know, what what could I do with that? That's a, it's a, that's a fun and exciting thing, I think. Yeah. Yeah. We, we just lost a place here in Dallas that just closed down, um, had been here for, for decades, I think, uh, Tanner Electronics. They were like the last of the genuine electronics stores, mm-hmm. like, not electronics like TVs and stuff. The no, like I mean, electronic like better versions of Radio Shack. Yeah, Just yeah, it was component type stuff. Yeah, and right. it was yeah. it was all like you know a lot of surplus stuff. They had you know just a wall of of you know resistors and oh. and the aisle of capacitors and and, if, right. and my favorite the switches aisle, mm-hmm. <laughs> LEDs of all kinds and yeah, I mean when I it, it was great to browse and just. See, you know, they would just get odd surplus stuff in every once in a while, you know, some odd little LED display. 
um, it would just, you know, inspire me to come up with, with, you know, something to do with it. I've got a, the last thing I bought from them, it's, it's a bag of, uh, of like toggle switches with a, with a, uh, uh, I think it's a blue led embedded in it. And it, it, they're, they're, I don't know what I'm going to do with them yet, but I bought the whole bag. <laughs> yeah. You got a whole bag of projects that <laughs> I missed that about Radio Shack yeah. because I rem- I would when I would work on any electronics projects, you know, especially with stuff like that's actually aesthetic like a switch or something. You know, you used to go to Radio Shack and you can look at them and see them and go, "Okay, that's about the size I'm looking for. That'll work." Whereas now you go on Amazon and you know, or wherever you're ordering it from, and it's not quite the same experience. And I've ordered, yeah. and I've had it happen where those, I really love those vintage metal switches with the ball on the end of them. I love those so mm-hmm. much that that they have the bezel that you screw over it that says on and off, like yeah. the classic clicky, super clicky. Yeah, right, it's a very it's satisfying. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that yeah. sound. <laughs> and. Because I've ordered, I've ordered switches. Oh, that looks great! And I get back, and it's like the mm-hmm. the tactile. It's not right. It doesn't yeah, feel it doesn't, right. Right. I want right. to go in. I want to. I want to. I want to play with it. Or I misjudge the size, which is the thing I do all the time. It's yeah. like, oh, that's the right switch. Order it. Get it. And it's like way too small for what I want to do. <laughs> right. Or they tell you that the opening when they measure it by the opening that it fits into, and they don't tell you that the the actual switch that you throw is like. A, 16th of an inch high and it's like oh that that sucks yeah you know yeah i mean it, it, it's funny too and I, i'm sure if I, i'll get a bunch of, and you guys probably know places too but uh, i used to rely on radio shack when i made um like cigar box guitars and stuff like that because you could get um one of those i'm gonna pronounce it wrong piezo buzzers um which i think are made for like alarms or something mm-hmm. but if you wired them to a you know an input jack um they would basically be a makeshift makeshift pickup mm-hmm. and you if you put them like sandwich them between corks and when radio shack went out i couldn't find them anywhere i'm sure there's millions of places online but like it was just one of the again one of those things to your point too is i never knew what i was buying until i if unless i could hold it and right. uh and so yeah it's things like that where you just you don't realize that there's some value to being able to touch it and hold it yeah. Before you buy it, and having know. having a real place to go, yeah. Uh, but going back to to Tanner, um, the guy who ran the place like knew everything. I could go in there and say, "I've got a problem I need to solve," and he had the information. He had the he had all the knowledge too. He could share, right. and would point. He'd follow me, and he'd take me down the aisles. <laughs> take these diodes, put three of these together. That'll drop the voltage enough to do what you're doing, and you you don't. The, that's it. We're losing yeah. places like that. And you're not going to get where that from the really, pop-up chat window that's like, can I help you? You know, like you just don't yeah. get that kind of knowledge. That's Yeah. You know. And and forums, it's, you know, we've got, you've got online forums, mm-hmm. but also it's not, it, it, yeah, it's, it's not the same. Right. It's having those real places to go. That's, I love uh, another place. I'm, I'm, I've been obsessed with them for a long time. Uh, small town junk shops. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another place to go for inspiration. Yeah. Uh, going in there and seeing, I, I collect, I collect gadgets, just old gadgets mm-hmm. with the, with the, you know, with the switches and the dials and the, but anything like that. Um, and, and those, those inspire me, uh, finding just people's, you know, uh, a, a lot of people, they get a lot of that stuff from, uh, uh, 
like estate sales. Mm-hmm. Um, they just get it in bulk and, and stick it in there. That's that's why the if you go to a you go to a you know a big city, you go to the antique shops and everything is like retail prices and it's all curated and <laughs> sure you know is. it's for interior designers. <laughs> right. But if you can find if you're just driving through a small town, get on your Google Maps and look up antiques and find the dusty shops. The rusty gold kind of. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The dirty places and get in there. And I love the ones where you can go and start digging through. Right. They don't even it, know what they have. They're yeah, just boxes, right? You can perform archaeology because you've got to pull stuff <laughs> off the shelf to get inside behind right. stuff that they forgot about. And there's a lot of inspiration to be had there too. Absolutely. It's oh, funny. Yeah. It's funny you mentioned that about big cities because I always hated like those shops when I lived down in New York City. And now that I live further north, there's a place up in Newburgh called Newburgh Vintage Emporium. And it's a very it's not quite the small mom and pop. It's it is mom and pop, but it's not a small shop by any stretch. But what they do have is an incredible vast supply of stuff in every category you could possibly imagine. And one of my favorite One of my absolute favorite sections of the store, in the back of the store, they have a section of like 1950s and 60s Bakelite phones. Mm. And it's just these big clunky phones with the swishy dial and that that plastic that everyone knows and hated at the time, but really just misses with all their might now. And it's just, (laughs) you know, I'm looking at all these things and I'm like, I just miss so much. Like all, it was all stuff from when... You know, some of it from my childhood, which really, I mean, when was my childhood, right? It was the early 80s was my childhood. But, you know, stuff that's way older, but that I still remembered because we had some stuff. You know, we weren't, we didn't have a ton of money, so stuff lasted forever. You had stuff from the 60s right. in your house in the 80s because you didn't have a lot of money to replace it and things just lasted that long. You had a 30-year-old phone because you just had one, you know? Yeah. Well, it, it, the design, I think we were talking about at some point too, like the looking back at like Sears catalogs and stuff like that from like the 60s, 50s and 60s, like some of those designs are still like kind of iconic and now now they feel relevant again. Um, Well, everything that was, um, and you guys probably can appreciate this too, but, you know, everything that, it was really funny that everything that was on the Jetsons that they considered modern on the Jetsons is stuff that people cling to now. Like they just want that, you know, those kidney shaped tables and the splayed triangular legs and and stuff had form then. Yeah. Yeah. Look at your phone now. It's a, it's a rectangle. Yeah, right. it's a slab of right. glass. Right. I want I want a boomerang shaped cell phone. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you could make that somehow. That's <laughs> hold on. I'm writing that down. Yeah, write that one down. <laughs> you have to credit us when you do that one though, because you got the idea on this show. I, right. I, want, I want to plug, damn it. <laughs> but did your, you did your you style. make a Sputnik light or something? Yeah. yeah, I was just gonna ask. I was literally just about to ask I, that. I, so I, I should go and see. I feel like I have that in the back of my mind. <laughs> So your your thing with Sputnik lights? And I love Sputniks. I know, and it's just okay. So I'm, it's I'm, even in your logo, like. It's, yeah. Oh, that's true. Okay, maybe that's why I'm thinking of it so much. Yeah. <laughs> you did so. You did that red and gold one. That yeah, did, just yeah. There were three of them. Yeah, blew my <laughs> mind. Yeah, that's the one I'm thinking. I'm, I'm looking at the video. I'm trying to find now. the okay. video. I'm yeah. trying to find the name of the video now. It's so creating custom it. space age Sputnik lights. There you go. Nathan's <laughs> faster than me. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I was like, I knew I saw it. I knew I saw it. So I had. <laughs> I feel like that was the first of your videos that I watched, and I have seen. 
I know you do modern stuff. I'm not saying you do all retro stuff, but the stuff that you make that I just love, like that, the the one you just did a month ago, the Art Deco Sphere, mm-hmm. uh, the Art Deco Spire, rather. I'm reading it. It's still sitting in my workshop. (laughs) It's It's gorgeous. Like I was like jumping up and down as you were making. Like this (laughs) is so beautiful. I can't believe it. You, your style clearly borrows from an era that I have an affinity for. And I was just wondering, like, where do you get your? Where does your main inspiration come from? Because there is an eclecticness to what you've what you've made over the years. But there's also a kind of a common thread where it's your style. So right, they're not. It's not all one style, as we've talked about yeah. before, too. There's a through line through the whole thing. Well, I, everything I fits. Of, yeah, right. a lot of the inspiration comes from, and it's it's actually how I I got started making was um, I, I used to write uh, for a series of uh, of books on roadside attractions. Um, no way. That's yeah, this awesome. was uh, oh, this a, was about. I love those books. It was about 15 years ago. I did. It was over a number of years. I did. I did three of them. Uh, it, it's the first one I did was Weird Texas, and huh. it's a whole series of books. Weird, whatever state. I did Arizona. I did Oklahoma, um, and so I was driving. Uh, I was on the road a lot, um, and I was you know photographing and in investigating all these weird roadside attractions, and so I was spotting a lot of uh, old signs old signage, old motel signs and things um, in all of these small towns. And being a photographer, that's, that's been like the one, the one uh, thing that's, that's, you know, uh, the one through line through my, my life has been photography. Um, I, I started, I started shooting these uh, because they were, they were beautiful. They just, they don't make signs no, like this anymore. Yeah. They have, they have shapes and they have, they have design. It, it's not just a, acrylic you know backlit piece right. of plastic in a frame mm-hmm. uh it's got neon it's got arrows and flashing bulbs and you know they're gorgeous they're works of art and and i wanted to i i really badly wanted one of these signs but they're they're impossible to get a hold of um it, there are there's a number of collectors around right. the country who who watch out for them and get a hold of them a lot of them are just torn down and sold for scrap, which kills me. Right. Um, <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. And um, I, so I, I, I decided to, to make one. The first thing, the first thing that I made as the, you know, I, I guess would be like the start of, you know, what I would call my maker career was I just made a big arrow, a big red arrow with, uh, with flashing bulbs in it. I bought a, like a, a, a chasing uh, light circuit off of the internet from somewhere and hooked the bulbs up. And, you know, that was, that was the first thing that I made. I taught myself how to, how to bend and rivet aluminum to do that. Um, And so that, that whole aesthetic has, has stayed with me through the whole thing. Um, And and it's, uh, and I still, I still hunt down and photograph those signs. Um, A lot of them, uh, I was just going through some of them the other day, uh, finding ones that I, I've shot in the last decade that are now gone. Um, I'll go back through on Street View and, and see if they're still there. And a lot of them have, have disappeared. Um, so I, you know, I like keeping that, that aesthetic alive in, in actual signage or just letting it influence other things that I make. Right. 
No, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, when you did the um the hotel caravan or redux sign, I was like, wow, that just looks that has a certain look to it. There's a vintage look to that. And you've done some unbelievable sign work over thanks, the years. Thanks. Unbelievable. Yeah, they they did uh yeah, they had me do it was a it was a big uh it was an actual neon version of that mm-hmm. that was about three or four feet wide. Um, you know, made it look like one of those old scaffold signs that are on on the roofs of of like buildings like the one on the New Yorker hotel like that one that's yeah, mother, yeah yeah <laughs> and uh and yeah and then he had, he wanted a smaller one that was a like a can sign that I ended up doing out of like PVC sheet that was backlit so is this your so is and you could you could tell me I'm not going to answer that and that's cool but is this your full-time gig or like what do you do for a day job or is this it my yeah I still do a lot of commission work Mm-hmm. Uh, to pay the bills, I'm. I've been working to. I've been saying this for a long time. I've been, tr- you know, trying to transition more into content. Um, but it's, you know, I'm. I'm, you know, till I get to that point, you know, I've done a a, a couple of sponsored videos at this point, you know. So I'd like to. I'd like to move more toward that. But yeah, I still do commission work. I guess is my is my day job. Your um. I just want to. So I told I told our audience, I teased our audience a little bit, and I said that um, you and I had one of the best examples of parallel thinking that's ever happened in my life. <laughs> um, your recent countertop coffee chemistry set, I yep. didn't want to do it with coffee, but I promise you I had the exact same idea, but for something else. <laughs> and I'm watch, I watched the video come up in my feed, and my heart just sank. I was like, <laughs> I was like oh no. So I'm Beat working on, I'm going to do a whiskey flight with a similar design. Oh, okay. And I saw that. Well, yeah, do, yeah do that. It, you know, it's, well, that's the thing. Yeah, exactly. No, yeah, I know. I, it, but you know how the internet is, right? It's, yeah. it's like, yeah. look oh, at you go, stole that from. Exactly. <laughs> Somebody invariably, and in fact, most of the people that listen to this, most of the people that follow me on YouTube actually listen to this podcast. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be some snarky comments like, oh, you stole that from Wesley Treat. That'll probably be the first comment. Well, you know what? No, you know what well, it's going to be? Well, it's going to be know. people giving you uh, crap about it just, just to mess with you. They're not actually going to Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Let, yeah. let me totally know, weird. and I'll, I'll come into the comments and, and defend you. <laughs> But it was really weird because I'll be honest with you, man, that has never happened to me before. And I, I'd never experienced that feeling of parallel thinking before. Yeah. Where I kind of had the idea and I was like, yeah, this is, I had it all. I actually have the parts. I was waiting for the parts to come. I have the design all done. I just, I was waiting to finish a project out of my shop. And I was like, this will be my next YouTube video. It'll be a fun project to do. It'll be good, a good learning the CNC. And then you did it and I was like, Oh crap! <laughs> I I live with that anxiety constantly when I get right. an idea. If I don't, if I don't do it right away, I know somebody else is going to do it. Yeah, and it's well, like it. it okay. No, go ahead. Right. I, I was okay. just going to say. I mean, the the I was so worried, and again, I mean, not that my, the video popped off that great or anything like that, but uh, the wet formed maker knife sheath. I was like. Because I ordered it and then, it was, you know, it was delayed and everything like that. And I didn't care that it was delayed at all. Other than the fact that I was like, the whole time I'm just like, someone's going to do this before me. Someone's going to do this before me, you know. <laughs> and I was just the whole time. And and people made, there's a few people that made uh, sheaths, but no one made like a custom wet formed one. So, but it was, I know that feeling. It's just like, oh, I, and again, it's not a, that wasn't a you know, earth shattering idea. But it's just like, I want to do this because I had, I know it, I it's excites me and I want to be the first person to do it, you know? 
Yeah. Yeah. And and that's that anxiety of right. when I make this, I want it to be the first, but if it's not, it's going to just ruin the whole thing. <laughs> right. Yeah. Because the internet literally ruins everything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, well, it's yeah. There's a there's a lot of parallel thinking that happens right. in this community. It happens a a lot. There like there were several like grill videos that came out at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, I did. Of course, mine was directly inspired from from Laura. Laura made uh, Laura Kampf. She made this amazing, oh, yeah. tiny grill out mm-hmm. of a fire extinguisher, and I just adore. I love anything that's that's unnecessarily big or ridiculously small. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> and I saw, so I saw I when I saw her do that, and I thought, oh, I've got to do. How could I? How can I put my spin on it? Make a smaller one. What would I? And so oh, the, I the wiener up, heater. Yeah. Yeah. So oh my gosh. <laughs> so I made yeah I made the grill for 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 one hot dog. I love great, that. It was such a great video watching. Yeah. And so that and, was the and best then, part of it was watching the video actually get made. Like yeah. Yeah. yeah and it, but it, yeah it, and then like like the the week after that, um, uh, uh, Bob uh, did a grill video. Mm-hmm. And clearly, he did not get that from me. Um, but I think Jimmy, and then Jimmy did a, a another grill video. It just like, <laughs> the, like all the these scissor grill lift videos one came out at the same was, time. Was Bob's yeah. the picnic table one? Yes, the one he did. Yeah, it was like the campsite. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the grill. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah, I'm, yeah. That's definitely yeah. Okay. And then yeah. I, the Jimmy did the one with that's like a ring. Which I, oh which yeah, I yeah, yeah, loved. right. Yeah, which was really freaking. I was cool. telling my brother about that this weekend. I was like, we should do this. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny parallel thinking wise. So I had there was a great example of it. So last week, um, Gunflint Designs, Mark, who does amazing stuff, yep. did a drill storage rack. Yeah, and in it? my feed, ne- right next to it, literally the next video was um, Workshop Edits did the Ultimate Drill Charging Station. And they were on my feed, and I'm looking at them right now. They're still back to back on my feed, which means they came out very close together on the same day, back to back. Two completely different approaches, but it's like, wow, what are the chances that I'm going to see two drill storage and charging racks come out like at the same time? And yeah, it's just parallel thinking. You know, sometimes yeah. you, you follow enough people and you, you know, you're, you're deep in this space enough, you know, eventually you're going to have the same thoughts as somebody else. It's just the way it is. Yeah. And I, you know, if I, you know, I, I want to tell people go, I mean, if you've got an idea and it's, and even if somebody else did something similar, you know, go ahead, go ahead and do it. Um, mm-hmm. put your spin on it. Um, and if, if you get the trolls that, you know, tell you, you, you stole the idea. There's a, there's a, a, a fantastic function on YouTube where you can <laughs> delete comments. Right. Exactly. <laughs> or just even better. You don't even acknowledge them. There's the scroll bar. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, I think I, I love I it. I think really it, good Izzy, point, one of the, yeah, one of my favorite things Izzy said is it's, it's his playground. Mm-hmm. It, he's going to delete people if they don't play nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Bob always uses the living room. Bob or Jimmy uses the living room analogy. Like this is my living room. I'm not going to let you come and pee on my coffee table. You know, it's right. It's my right. living room. Show right. me the respect, or you're out, and that's it. <laughs> well, I love the uh, on the the we built a thing podcast. I think it was this past week's episode, but Drew was talking about bad comments, and he's like, um, they're talking about thumbs up and hearts or hearting and all that mm-hmm. kind of stuff. And he's like, I can't remember what the question was, but basically, he, he it came down to he goes, yeah, sometimes they're like they're like pure 
anger and like meanness is like so pronounced and so well thought out that I, I, I give it a, I give it a thumbs up and a like, because it's just so well thought out. And, and then I block them. I always, I always like, and you know, one of the things that I enjoy is when I see a creator who gets a really rude, nasty comment. Um, I just saw it happen with, um, nerdy crafters sister, um, Sika. She got a comment on her Instagram and it was just brutal. Like it was, I was mad for her. I mean, mm-hmm. she's not a she's not the kind of person to get mad, but her, you know, she clearly got this comment, and her first reaction was to just kill this guy with kindness. Yeah, and I'm like, right. I absolutely love when people do like oh, that. Totally. To me, that's better than flame wars. Oh, like, absolutely. Because you're just not engaging it. You're not encouraging it. You're not fanning it. It's just it's nothing. just kind of like a you know flipping the bird. Um, well, yeah, I mean, I, I, Jimmy's talked about this a bunch of times um, where, like, he's had, like, sponsored videos and people are being super nasty and, like, talking bad and he just keeps hardening all mm-hmm. the bad comments and yeah. the, brands are, the brands are like, you got to stop doing that, man. <laughs> <laughs> do you even, I mean, Wesley, I, 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 obvious question, but do you even, get, like, I would find it hard to believe, first of all, you're one of the most personable people on YouTube. Like, you have this, like, nice, smiley, happy personality and this genuine artistry in your work do you even get negative comments i mean i get you know i i am surprised constantly just how supportive my audience is i love i love my my audience i've got i've got you i i'm i want to i want to tell them (laughs) you guys are the best Mm -hmm. i i get i get such great support and and encouragement um from these guys uh and I I do get I do get the occasional um, mean comment, and and I've taken a similar approach where uh, every once in a while, um, you know, I just say, look, hey, hey, look, I you know, things are stressful right now. Mm-hmm. I get it. You're probably going through a lot of things, um, but. Take it someplace else. Right. <laughs> right. Not here. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's, that's, I, it, I'm just, it, when you'd get the negative comments, are they like process related? Because they can't, I just, and I right, you're, I'm just you're kind of confused, a little right. bit. Well, I, like I it, can't I get, imagine them being directed at the work itself because your work is freaking amazing. So right. They, well, yeah, I mean, you get it about it. People will, you know, they'll complain about about everything. So I, you know, I get, I get complaints about various things. A lot of it's just like, I'll do something a certain way. And like, yeah, my favorite story is why don't you just X and then they'll, and then they'll give you an option that is, that is neither easier or even functional. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Why don't, Oh, that's a good idea. But why don't I just do it the way I just did it. It, it wasn't that worked. Not like the the way that I did it wasn't hard. <laughs> right. Believe me, I I don't take the hard route. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. We're not like suckers for punishment, right? right. Yeah. Or at least intentionally not. Yeah. So I, not yeah. I, so I do get. Yeah. I, I get. You know the mean. I I delete most of them. Uh, sometimes I'll mess with them. Um, just depends you, on what mood I'm in. Do you do you ever do? And we've talked about again. We've talked about this before, but um, like, have you ever gotten ones where you kind of talk, ba- engage with them, and then found out that they were just really bad communicators? 
and they yes. didn't mean anything <laughs> mean at all. Right? They're just really bad at communicating. Yeah, yeah. I think there was one the other day, and uh, I apologize to whoever it was. Um, there was uh, I don't even remember what video it was on, um, but I said I I don't know. There was something I wasn't going to do. Uh, like I I messed up an edit, and so I put a note in there. That I just I'm not going to go back and fix it. Mm-hmm. So I'm just going to leave it uploaded. Uh, and he just said, because you're lazy. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, okay, if you want to call me lazy, sure. I've, you know, whatever it was. And he's like, no, that I've, I've heard you say that about yourself a couple of times as a joke. And I'm like, oh, oh, yeah. <laughs> wow. And I think, okay, I, okay. I remember, I remember one time I said that, like, <laughs> A I year and a half ago, once. yeah. I don't, I don't remember. I don't remember a throwaway joke I made. <laughs> like, you know, passing, right? Twelve yeah, it's videos like that ago. That was the best joke you ever made. Why don't you remember it? What's wrong yeah. with you? <laughs> so, so yeah, I took it. I took it completely the wrong way. So I apologize to whoever that was. Um, yeah, and and I, and I do think there is some of that. I think I think it's still eighty percent our trollers. Yeah, but. I'm learning. I, I'm learning. People are also they. They want to. You know. They want to kind of. You know. Uh, you know. Give you grief in a friendly mm-hmm. way. You know. Right. Right. Uh, but but you don't really you don't really know them, so you're not sure if they're being serious or not. You know, like well, uh, yeah. like like Tim Sway and I'll, I'll give each other crap a lot. Right. But we you know we know each other and we we have that you know relationship where we can tease each other. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, some, you know, I, you know, if you're somebody I, I don't know, I, you don't for, know if you're for, kidding, you know, forgive right. me, forgive me right. if I, if I didn't understand if you were yeah, you don't get to, you don't get to have crap. You don't get to give me crap without a relationship and have me understand it. It just well, doesn't work that way. Well, I, I appreciate it though, because I do, you know, I am a sarcastic person. Yeah, exactly. No, it's fun. And like, I am sarcastic if you knew in my what the intention was, it's, it's really fun, right? I, like, wait, I, I wait, love that kind of thing. So you're saying, you're saying context doesn't translate well onto the internet? <laughs> right? No. <laughs> Why are you being so mean right now? <laughs> right. Damn it. I did well, it again. I'm so sorry. I do think that's an important thing for people though that are trying to um and I, and it, I'm still the same way and but I especially remember like when I was getting even really starting like there's there you can't jump into being someone's best friend right away, right? Yeah. You have to and so the the right approach is to like make funny comments or self-deprecating comments to kind of get the point across cuz there, it, that is a way to get noticed by people, right? Mm-hmm. Notice, noticed by on Instagram or YouTubers because the comments, which I leave all the time, that this project was amazing. You, no one's going to notice that comment. So if you can <laughs> leave a really witty or funny or sarcastic comment, like that is more likely to get noticed and that's fair. But yeah. you can't start off with the I'm your best friend inside joke, like I'm teasing you comment right away because it comes off as you're just being a jerk. But if you build up to that, right, mm-hmm. if you are making funny jokes and, or self-deprecating jokes or whatever, and then you build up to the fact where they understand that you are trying to be funny, right. then yeah. I don't know. Everybody that. remembers the funny guy. Nobody remembers the a-hole. Right. That's basically the way it goes. No, but it's, but it's, uh, yeah. it's easy to become the a-hole if, you don't, if, if they don't understand that you're trying to be funny. True. Yeah. Now, I, I don't. I want to make it clear. I don't mean to chastise commenters. No, out definitely there. Not. Again, no, I, no, I, definitely not. I, I I love when people comment and engage. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I the my I, now I'm sure as, as I get more uh, subscribers, 
I'm going to get more trolls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, right now my my audience is fantastic, so I don't want to make anybody feel bad. Please, no. yes, continue. Right, uh, Keep I, and being I will. You. <laughs> I am learning. Yeah, I'm learning to to uh, to re- if I read a comment it, that comes off the wrong way, I I am trying more, and, and I, like I said, I'm trying <laughs> <laughs> to uh, to put it away and come back and reread it again later. Right, and, and say, is there another angle? Right. Yeah. Right. And if and if I yeah if I if I'm a jerk back, um, it's probably because I read your comment right after I woke up. Please, <laughs> Hadn't had please coffee. Right. Prior to yeah. hitting the coffee chemistry yeah. set, we know how. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I because well, I have that habit. I'll wake up and I'll roll over and grab my phone, and the first thing I'll check is YouTube. Yeah. And start reading the co- and it's it's a bad habit. I really no. shouldn't do it. No. But what? But also at the same time, what's more rewarding than having that like brilliant? comment from someone that clearly has like watched all of your videos and just like gets you like that's there's something really rewarding about knowing that there's someone out there that cares enough to understand your humor i don't know yeah 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 no it's that's that's part of the that's part of the fun of having a youtube channel Mm -hmm. like when you when you make that connection to where people actually just get you that's that's right that connection's golden Totally. We are, we're going to take a quick break. We're going to hit the sponsors and uh, sponsor, sponsor. I don't know how many we have because we don't control that, but somebody's going to talk to you. Well, it's going to be me actually, but <laughs> you're going to hear a voice. It's going to be for a product and then we're going to come back. Okay, bye. <laughs> so when I invited Wesley to be on the show, I learned something about him. Yeah. It was something salacious. Oh, we're going to talk about that. <laughs> about that time tabloids us <laughs> but that time when he was out photographing no he wasn't photographing just signs that night we all know Wesley no he was um, apparently he's um, like me he was uh, a fan of old school computers he was an old school computer user and now Ethan back in the old days you used to get a computer that was all one piece and you plugged it into your TV That's was that when when, when you had those like uh, like um they're kind of I don't even know how to describe them. They're like a piece of limp cheese that you could flop around, like mm-hmm. those things. That the, you, those are like the things that you stuck in it that were floppy. What yeah, were they, they were like floppy. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> now we had those. I had those growing up. I, what, I what was, was your well? What, so I know Wesley. Wesley and I are probably closer in age than you are. You're the youngest of the three of us. Yeah. So what was your first actual computer? What was the first computer you uh, remember? I don't know what you? model it was. It was uh, a Macintosh. And it had the big floppy disks. Wow. Why, yeah. Wait. Did they? I didn't even know. Now, see, they were well, going. maybe I'm wrong then. I didn't even know. And I could be wrong about this, but I didn't know they made Macs that took five and a quarter inch floppies. Oh, maybe I not then. I don't know. The, the first it's computer It's possible they did, by the way, just so you know. Was, it, was, it was a single piece and it had the big, you know, the big floppy disks that had, the, it was like almost like a piece of film, right? In the center. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. Um, yeah, we had that. Uh, yeah. Oh, yeah, look at that. Macintosh external. Di- yeah, look at that. They yeah. did take five and a quarter. I did not know there was and ever a I don't know when Macintosh. we got it. It was probably because I, I was born in 84, so my memories, you know, of that kind of thing probably started around 90, right? Wow, okay. I don't know. Maybe that's late. Cool. <laughs> I was a late bloomer. Um, no, but yeah. But yeah, then I remember it ramping up. And I remember, I remember though, quick story on computers. I remember my brother spilling a glass of milk on the keyboard. Oh, and God. like that was like... 
he was like going to boarding uh, like military school because <laughs> you know keyboards were that expensive at the time and now you can get one for like 10 bucks so yeah oh totally yeah. so my first computer that i had in my house that was ours not obviously not the first computer i used but the first computer that we owned was a commodore vic 20 and wow. it was because my dad really wanted me to have a Commodore 64, which is what my grandfather had. He had the first computer in our family, and we just could not afford a Commodore 64. Like, that was just not realistic. But my parents scrimped and saved for, like, an entire year. And then at Christmas, they got me the Commodore VIC-20, and they didn't tell me. And then the morning of Christmas morning, I walked down. I walked into the living room, and... On the screen was the basic screen for the Commodore VIC-20, and I screamed. And, <laughs> like, it was just the greatest moment of my life to see that blinking cursor and know that I finally had my own computer. And I say finally, right? I think it was, like, 1983 or 84 when we got it, so I was, like, seven. So it's not like I'm, like, 10 years old and it's like, oh, everyone has computers but me, but, like, for me... Having used the Commodore 64 at my grandfather's house so often, it was like, oh, I finally have a computer I can use. It's all my own. It was so great to have my own computer. What was um, what was yours, Wesley? What was your first computer? I, the, where, yeah, it was a VIC-20. We had the same thing. Yeah. Yeah, with the, with the uh, cassette tape drive. <laughs> they used audio cassettes to save programs on. It took two hours to load everything. Yeah. <laughs> I don't. Thing. I don't know how long we had that one, um, but we got the uh, the one I remember is the Commodore sixty four. I mean, mm -hmm. that was the next one we got. That was the one that really stuck with me. I had that forever. Um, I used that the was hell that out. was that was my the, the brown Commodore. That was my that was my computer. Yeah, so I, was, I wish I still had it. My grandfather got a P, uh, an IBM PCXT in nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine. And he handed down his Commodore 64, and that was just the happiest day of my life. Like, I had the computer that I grew up playing with, and oh my god, it was just the greatest thing ever. And he had everything. Like, he was, my grandfather was obsessed. Like, he was one of those, if he got a computer, he then got the disk drive. He had the tape drive first, and he's like, no, this sucks. And he got a 1541 yeah. disk drive. The 1541. Got, yep, the old <laughs> 1541s. And then he had, like, Five different modems progressing in speed from 100 to 300 BPS. Like 300. Right. 300. Who needs 300 BPS? The, it was a like, big black crazy. cartridge that plugged into the back. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and then and you, you just stuck in. the phone line yes. into that. Yep. And then um, and we used to use CompuServe on it. And I was like, this is the coolest thing ever. And you would be like, go encyclopedia. Look up Amazon River cool this is mm -hmm. the world's information in front of us yeah i live yeah my youth was spent on uh local bulletin boards mm -hmm. just uh i had a whole list i had a my little black book of of uh local phone numbers where you would dial directly into somebody else's computer mm -hmm. and one at a time you had to oh, you yeah. know somebody if somebody else was on it you it was a bit it was busy you get a busy signal you, you had to auto dial because it was just <laughs> yeah. getting busy and hang up and then and you go on you're like Mom, yeah. i'm on the phone <laughs> and you oh. go through all the messages that had been posted since the, the last time you'd been on and reply and then log off and then i go on the next next one in my list and go on there oh it was so good i was actually sys up on a bulletin board and it was just one of the greatest things ever because you know when you're on a sysop, so we had we actually got one of those four modem cards 
when we had when we set up the BPS, the bulletin board, the BBS, and we kept one number out of the hunt. That was for this, the the guy that ran it and me, and then the other three were for everyone else. So we always had a line that we could get in on. He would sit at the computer because it was in his house, and I would dial in on that other line. And then the other three were for people to come in. It was just. I don't think people on the internet today understand how much of a community gets built when you talk to the same people. And back then, long distance cost money. So everybody that was dialing into these BBSs were local. So these weren't people that were, you know, across the country. These were people that were five streets down from you, you know, it's your usual people. And yeah, and eventually as I got a little older, uh, I, I, we, we would have, we would, we would get together locally. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, and so you'd, you'd actually, you know, translate that in, into real life and, and meet, you know, actual people with the same interests. And I mean, that, that's how you, you know, I, I feel like the craziest change happened when Fido came out and everybody just started connecting their BBSs to like basically an international backbone. And now your messages, you know, you're in a, you're in a board and you're typing your messages and all of a sudden you're getting responses from Berlin and you're getting responses from Taiwan and you're getting responses from Moscow. And it's like, wow, this is, this is, this is really cool. Like you're talking to, you're now talking to the world. And that was, you know, before the internet, that was the only way to do it. Really. You, you had these crazy little networks of computers that were all talking to each other system by system. And just, it was so great. I miss, I kind of miss that because there was a, there was a certain exclusivity to it that was kind of cool. It wasn't yeah. just you didn't have your just your average crap poster just joining up on these sites and just I mean you had griefers but not like you do now like it's not a thing now being a troll is like a badge of honor whereas back then it's like no you just we block you and you can't come in anymore and that's the right. end of it. <laughs> I miss that. I, I miss. Yeah. I, I there was a novelty to it. Uh, you know, being able to communicate with people around the world and uh, you know uh, find finding people with you know, your s- same odd interests. I mean, like, you know, when I was a kid, uh, you know, I watched Doctor Who on PBS. Mm-hmm. I didn't know another person who watched Doctor Who. <laughs> but I could, you know, get on these BBSs and, and start finding people and realizing that there there's a community out there. I mean, now, and it's, it's wonderful. People, you know, kids can get on the internet now and find you know, tons of people of any interest. Right. Um, and back then it was, you know, it, it was, uh, it was life changing being it able to do- find people like that. It does feel like being the weird kid is harder now because even the weird kid can find another weird kid. Like it's not as lonely as it used to be. Like being the weird kid in the old days, like you, you mentioned Doctor Who is a good example because really, unless you were watching it on PBS, you know, three years after it aired in the UK, you didn't really even watch Doctor Who, let alone, I mean, who watched PBS to watch anything except the old people, right? Yeah. And it's as great a show as it was. I mean, I remember my dad. I remember the only reason I even know who Tom Baker is, you know, well, now obviously I'm a Doctor Who fan, but when I was younger, I knew who Tom Baker was. I knew who Doctor, I know what the Daleks were. I knew what K9 was. I knew all this stuff because my yeah. dad religiously watched it. But aside from my dad, who the hell watched Doctor Who? Even. Yeah, we were the we were the weirdos, right? But now the weirdos, it's so much easier. 
it's going to sound weird, but it's it's so much easier to have a community of like-minded weirdos than it used to be. You're not alone. At least you may still be a weirdo, but you're not the only weirdo. Right. I I just I love the way things have it's weird because when that, you get outside the maker community, you do kind of realize how crap the internet actually can be. Yeah. Which is kind of sad, but in our community, we're just so lucky like the weirdos are the guys that hydro dip everything, for example, as opposed yeah. to, you know, all right, great. You're the weird guy. You hydro dip, but you're not actually weird and you're not the only guy doing it. You know, it's like, it's. Wow. I take offense. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not the only guy. <laughs> you're not the only one. It's okay. <laughs> but what was your, what's, if you could go back now, right? Cause I know, I know my answer and I want to see what yours is. If you could go back and buy one of your old systems exactly as it was with all the games you had, all the peripherals and the same screen that you hooked it up to, which computer would you go back and buy? It was, I, I wish I still had that Commodore 64. Mm, it, yeah. it was uh, a few years ago. I found out that we actually had it longer than I thought that when I stopped using it, apparently, and I should have known this because my parents were high-functioning hoarders, <laughs> that Commodore existed somewhere, and then it was given to one of my nephews without my knowledge. And a few years after that, they got rid of it, and I found out shortly after that, and it, it, had, they had, it, it had still been in our family long enough for me to forget about it, and then remember it and want it back again. But I just barely missed it. Oh, that hurts. Yeah. I yeah. still have all of the floppy disks. Well, there's a... Oh my God, Jumpman. The and, C64 Maxi. Have you seen that? That thing is really freaking cool and it's got uh -uh. potential. So it's a re-release basically of the Commodore 64. Here, by the way, my computer, it would be the same exact computer. My plan was I actually bought a C64 shell and a keyboard and I was going to put a Raspberry Pi in it running um, Pi 64 and oh, turn okay. it into a Commodore. That was my original plan. But then I saw these, the thing for them. Well, first the mini came out and I was like, oh, okay, that's good enough. But then this maxi I've seen, um, Perry Fractic just had it on his channel a little while ago. And I'm like, well, that's freaking amazing. It's full-size bread bin Commodore 64. And it's like, yeah, I think I'll just wait for that. Because then you can hook a USB drive up with your 1541 images and... You're good. I mean, it's not the exact same experience, but it's close enough where you want to get that nostalgia fix. You totally could. So right. Well, yeah. So yeah, I may have to track down a a floppy disk drive, and because there's probably some really really bad artwork on some of those <laughs> oh, floppies yeah. of mine oh, yeah. that I should pull up. Well, we have to make that happen. If you need, <laughs> I, not that you would need my help, but I would love to be your. I would love to help you if you need help doing this project in some way. I would love to help you do this because I love helping people recover their old stuff. So, I actually have so, one of my wife's old hard drives sitting in a closet here. And one day I'm just going to pull it out and start showing her the stuff that she had on it. <laughs> <She'll probably laughs> All for her. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so there's, a, I, again, I don't know anything about any of this, but there is a thing up here. Um, and I don't know if either of you know about it and probably not worth traveling to. Traveling, traveling for, but uh, MIT has these um, flea markets, but they're not flea. Mar they're not any flea market. They're basically like exactly what you guys are talking about. They're like old, 
old computers, old Macs, all the like vintage stuff. And, and some, you know, some of it's working, some of it, uh, you know, needs to be repaired. And the whole, the whole MIT flea market is all this like old tech and it's awesome. That does sound amazing. Yeah. I mean, oh man, I I don't know what it is. I don't know what any of it is. (laughs) Yeah. But no, it's, it's supposedly really, really cool. So. That's that sounds like something I would totally be into. And they have on on Long Island, they have every year they have the retro game festival, mm-hmm. which is really cool. But I would I mean, I love retro games. I mean, you know me. I mm-hmm. love retro games. I have a collection of Chinese retro handheld emulators sitting behind me as we talk. But my real love is like old. I love old computers. That's probably why I like Perifractic's channel and Yan Bita and <laughs> uh, 8-Bit Guy and all those guys. Like I love I could sit there watching that all day long and for. <laughs> Poor my poor suffering wife just sits there going, "Oh, <laughs> could you stop watching this crap? Or what is he even talking about? I don't know. I don't." What was that watch. TV show back from in the eighties? It was like competitive arcade games. Do you remember this? No, in the eighties. Uh, no, I remember the movie. Yeah, that horrible. There was movie. no. There was a. There was a TV show where huh. people would. It was all about they would like they would play you know Pac Man or Donkey Kong and like competitively. Oh, on amazing. this TV show, I've got to yeah, that's I got to write that down because I got to look that up. <laughs> you got to you got to send it I to us after if you if you find it. A few a few weeks ago, well, actually a few months ago, um, I found. Do if, do either of you? I mean, Ethan, I'm sorry, you probably won't remember this at all, but Wesley might remember. Do you remember a show on PBS in the '80s called Bits and Bytes? Um, it was a, it was about old sure. computers. I I mean I, I I have no recollection of what it was, but I I do actually kind of remember that. It's, I was a huge weird. I was a huge PBS. I've always I been. Like, so. I feel like if you heard the theme song, you would yeah. recognize it. It was only it was only like on for like two years or three years, so it wasn't on very long. But I was watching that the other day, and it was like the first episode. I was like, "What is a computer? A computer is a digital device." And I'm like, <laughs> wow, this is awesome <laughs> it's like i love nerding it's the one thing i nerd out about is retro computers and retro games and stuff i don't really nerd out about a lot of stuff but that stuff gets i actually me think that i could probably benefit from that episode uh, <laughs> 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 yeah that, yeah the guy who edits on who's made editing on his ipad work he, he, could, <laughs> he could learn something from the first episode of bits and bytes i'll tell you what maybe we'll do a watch party one week we'll do it yeah we'll do it like on twitch or something we'll watch like a couple of episodes of bits and bytes and see if anybody actually bothers to join no us. that'd be awesome i, actually, I know I, I'm, i'd totally watch that i know i'm getting a little off topic here but we're talking about old tv shows um I highly recommend. There is a YouTube channel that everyone should go and watch. Um, it, he was his name is Professor Julius Sumner Miller. Do you guys remember him? I do not. That, that name sounds familiar, but I don't know. He no. did. He did a series of these. It's sort of like Mister Wizard. Mm-hmm. Okay, I've definitely seen this guy. I'm looking at his face now. I've definitely. Yeah. Seen Wait. This say guy. it again. What's he the name? He did these. Professor Julius Sumner Miller. Yep, I've seen and, this guy before. And he's he re- think imagine a mad scientist. This is him in real life. He was he was a <laughs> uh, a physics professor, and he did the series of oh, yeah. short okay. segments. Uh, and I, I forget where they aired. I, I would catch them on uh, on uh, PBS every once in a while. I think sometimes late at night. Uh, and he just does these experiments. Um, and and they don't always work, but they're always interesting. 
and he is so much fun to watch. I feel like I, 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 I no, I definitely, I, it's I'm one of those way, things. Vincent, I, I bet if you go there and watch some of his videos, you'll, you'll remember, you'll start I, to remember seeing. Yeah, him. I, I, I remember, right. I remember his face. Well, he's got a very unique look. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not a face you'd forget if you've seen. No, it. <laughs> no, but it, yeah, I definitely, yeah, but I right, can't cool. place him. You're right. I, I just can't place. Bookmarking that now. All I right, will definitely yep. watch that. That that looks. I loved Mr. Wizard, and what was really funny is there's a YouTube supercut that's one of my favorite things ever. It's like Mr. Wizard was a prick, and it was just just oh. <laughs> the human on the planet, and just horrible to the kids that are doing them like oh what are you stupid it worked like this what you're not paying attention think harder try harder and it's like wow you're rude man be better (laughs) cool i love walking down memory lane with people the same age because most of the people most of the people i hang out with are either a lot younger than me and don't know the stuff i know i know or have seen it or are much older than me and at the time where my like formative years were happening, they were doing other things. So, oh, it's so it's just so nice. Like, yeah, I remember all this stuff. I, I I love having these walks down memory lane. That was that was worth it. I'm glad I brought that up with you. It's funny. We I don't even know how the conversation came up, but you know, you even said that you were on IRC, and I'm like, yep, I remember IRC. IRC was the greatest thing. On oh Earth. yeah, yeah. Once bulletin boards went away, IRC was it. <laughs> <laughs> Just sit there on Merc all day. <laughs> okay, okay. I just checked with a friend of mine. The competitive arcade thing, uh, he says it was called Starcade. Yeah. So I'm right. that's something I gotta look up because oh, I yeah, haven't. Starcade that's gotta show. That, uh, Vincent, that needs to be a bonus thing of the week so that you put it in the show notes so that I can find it later. Okay. Fair I'm, <laughs> I'm not sure. He's, he's, he's he replied with a question mark. He thinks that's what it was called. Yep, it okay. is. 1982 game show, one season. Yep, this is it. Holy crap! Okay, yeah, I want to. I want to watch it. Yeah, we got to put that in the. That's a bonus. Excellent. Bonus uh, thing. Oh, look at that. Starcade.tv. TV's first and only video game arcade show. Oh, look at that. All the episodes on Starcade.tv. So you can watch Excellent. it on TV. There you go. So Starcade. Professor Julius Sumner Miller. Mm-hmm. What else? What, there was something else that everybody has to Bits go and watch. Bits and bites. <laughs> Bits and bites. And what else was there? I think that was everything, right? That's all we covered. I might actually just have to throw all these links in the show notes. I know. Yeah, hey, let's do this so is a special this week. Let's episode. Do it, do it, because only selfishly, I just want to be able to find them myself. So. <laughs> This this episode is just for those in their forties, yeah, <laughs> or those yeah, that once, are old souls that are yeah. close to forty. <laughs> That's true. If you're an old soul, or if you're forty four like me, or however old Wesley is, I won't be rude and ask. But how old are you actually? Uh, forty six. Okay, so you're you're basically my age. Is that right? Okay. I, yeah, I'm yeah. It's the edge. I got to think about it now. <laughs> yeah. When it? yeah. When I'm, is that point that you stopped like actually think like remembering how old you are because i have the last few years i've just stopped you want to know when it happened i'll tell you exactly when it happened to me it happened to me at 42 i stopped being able to just on the fly just tell oh, people I'm, how I, old i was i was way I earlier do, every time you. now i have to do math <laughs> i have to do math every yeah. time it's like let's say 20 22 no i had, I had to look at my license one time i was like i really don't know if i'm 30 you know 34 or 35 and now I'm, I'm 36 now but i like i could not remember i was like for the life of me i could not remember how old i was <laughs> It happens at your tender age, Ethan. I know, I know. I'm losing it. I'm losing it. 
when you start doing when you start writing down your birth year and then carrying numbers and borrowing and paying back to do the math that's when you really have a problem oh that was, well then i was screwed at age 10 <laughs> so we're gonna go on and let's do the um let's do the video of the week okay. and ethan and i had a couple of candidates and he suggested this one and i kind of agree with him for the reasons that he picked so ethan take it away yeah, so uh, I don't know. Has he been a, a winner on the? He's episode? been thing of the week a couple. One of our things of the week, but he's but never, not, been never a video of the week. week. Yep. Yeah, so it's Drew of uh, Drew Fisher of Fisher Shop um, YouTube channel and Instagram. Um, and uh, one, first of all, he's phenomenal on everything that he does. But uh, he did a video this week on a picket fence for his dogs. Uh, how, what? Did, how did he explain it? Uh, his relief area. Relief area, yes. Which is so, the craziest so, thing I've ever seen. I didn't know this was a thing. but Yeah, and it, well, it's not really a thing for everyone. Um, but <laughs> he, he has a, do a doggy door for his small dog, and who's very, very cute. Um, and the dog has an area that he relieves himself in, or she relieves himself in. And, um, and he built a fence many years ago to just as a functional thing. And as many of us have have done it's it was supposed to be a you know one month temporary thing and you know five or six years later it's still there <laughs> and anyway so it's, it was falling down so he did he's an amazing woodworker and he did a video on this small picket fence for the dog relief area um <laughs> So it sounds that sounds like a horrible video of the week the way I described it. But <laughs> I know I have to watch this because it reminded me several years ago I did I did almost the exact same thing for oh, really? a friend's cat box. Yeah. But it was specifically to keep their dog out of it. Out of it. <laughs> Instead of keeping him in. That's that's hilarious. Yeah, no, he you you and I'll I'll come back to that cuz I think Wesley I think you actually really enjoy his videos if you haven't watched them. But um, but yeah, so anyways, it's it's a picket fence, and he makes them out. Uh, he repurposes some um, uh, what are it stives? Is that mm -hmm. what it's called? Mm -hmm. um, and but what's really great about this video is all of his jigs and ways of making the picket fence. So he makes the uh, gothic point, I think it's what it's called. Yep. Um, which is a very you know ev everyone would recognize this type of picket fence top it's basically like a kind of an oval i mean it's like kind of like an almost like an eye drop would you say vincent like an eye drop yeah, i would say it's the i promise you envision in your head a picket fence yeah and this is what it looks like yeah and you are 100 percent thinking of the one it looks like i promise you but basically it has a curve like two curves and then a point at the top and that's really hard to do repeatedly and do efficiently and he did an amazing job of making these simple jigs uh, for the router table, for the drill press, to make all make all these st uh, staves really, really efficiently, and he did it in the uh, Fisher Shop way and the you know the Drew Fisher way of hu a huge amount of dad jokes um, <laughs> and just really, really cool techniques that you could again. It's not something I'm going to make, but his thought process and the way he um, figured out how to make the jigs were something that I could really, you know, I, I put it in the back of my head because those are really smart ways of thinking about things. So it was a very cool video. Um, and he's just, he's just so funny. And, uh, and, and Wesley, what I was going to say is he has a lot of the same kind of like dry comments um, that you kind of drop, at least in the, your last coffee video where um, 
<laughs> where you're like, and now we're going to learn about gravity and, right. you know, things drop and whatever. He has those types of things. And so uh, I, I see a lot of similarities between the two of your videos just for that, just in that uh, aspect. And, right. and even, even if the idea of making a picket fence by hand doesn't, doesn't really float your boat. No, it's not the sexiest thing ever, right? What Ethan said is 100% true. One of the things that I feel like... It's not always the thing. It's often the process. Exactly. 100%. That's exactly this. Yeah. That's why this video is so amazing, right? Because I I do what I do. I mean, I I hate to say this, but I do it primarily as a business. And for me, being able to batch things out is something I'm always trying to get right. better at. Something I can bang, 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 process, 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 always be moving, always be moving, right? And if you had to do this project, he literally breaks it down to a point where you're just doing a process, then you're doing another process, and you do a couple of processes, and by the time the processes are done, you have the fence. Mm-hmm. And it looks great. And with something like this, if you make these pickets and they don't all look the same, your eye is going to go to the wrong one every single time. So you yeah. have to, they have to be at least really, really close. You it's know, one of those, be, yeah, yeah. Yeah, this, this requires pre, not precision, but accuracy. We'll call it accuracy mm-hmm. because they need to look like each other. You, if one looks off, it's all you're going to see on a white picket fence against a green, a green turf background. It right. really does look amazing. And it, well, they, and, and even if they're all wrong at the same degree, then that's right. fine, right? It's just, it's the end. Yeah. So they all have to match. Yeah. Which is why him making the template work so well. Yeah. Because it's like, oh, of course. Yeah. If the template's cockeyed, who cares? It's just, it's the template. And yeah. every one of them is going to be cockeyed and they'll all be cockeyed and you won't notice one that's not. So really, really good video. Really, I loved it. I loved it for the project, but I loved it way more for the process. I'm a yeah. process guy to begin with, and I can Yeah, just, we both are, yeah. Yeah, I love watching stuff to learn the process, and his process for this video was stellar. I don't know how much he thought about it before he did it. I, knowing Drew, there was probably a lot of by the seat of the pants, let's figure it out, and then bang it out. Well, it, um, yeah, I, th- I think there's a combination for him. It's, it's yes. Because like, he also is very meticulous, so it's mm-hmm. it's... Like, I would just wing it, and he can't do that. But at the same time, he also is smart enough. He's way smarter than me in, in a way that he's, like, as he's going through the process, he figures out a way to make it perfect. Mm-hmm. Does that make and sense? It, I don't yep, know. But. Yep, no, totally. And that's exactly what he did. I don't think I don't think he went into this going, I'm going to do this, this way, this way, this right, way. Right, right. Yeah. I think he, he milled up the boards and then sat there going, okay, I have to do the same thing this way. Coming up with that jig to mm-hmm. hold the pickets while he shaped them, mm-hmm. I just I was like, that's just genius. Genius, just yeah. Genius. So really good video. We'll have the link in the show notes as always. And I think, like you said, I'm, this is Drew's first win as video of the week. I know. I can't believe that. But yeah. We haven't had a repeat yet, which is pretty amazing. No, no. We had Cowdog. He didn't win video of the week twice. He was the thing of the week. Oh, really? For okay. Table, for his All table right. video. All right. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, he didn't win twice. No, right. Sorry, and he's going. He's probably screaming right now, going, "Yeah, I did, but it's okay. You probably got my name wrong." Uh, by the way, I on just just to get it out of the way on last week's the post on Instagram. Yes, I put craft works together. I always do it. I don't know why. I have a mental block about it. I can't put craft works separately. I don't know why. It just my brain won't allow me to do it. So I apologize publicly to Chris for getting his business name wrong. But, but I'm, I'm really excited about this. Uh, Litter box picket fence. 
Was that a video or? What's that? Was that ever a video or no? Oh, no, no. This was, I think this was before I was even doing videos. (laughs) It was the the dog... The dog got into the cat box for reasons. Yes, no, that my dog would do the same thing. The and dog I don't getting want to talk in, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He was looking for snacks. I was yes, just gonna say he, exactly. that's literally Scooby what I was snacks. gonna say. Like I was probably just looking for a snack. Yep. Yeah. yeah. So it was a. So it, it was. The, he was a little tiny dog. <laughs> so he'd say he didn't like jumping over things. So it was just high enough that the cat could hop over it, but he wouldn't attempt it. That's oh, perfect. Boy. Uh, Wesley, yes. your thing of the week, good sir. Uh, well, my thing of the week, um, we, we, we've talked about it a little bit already, um, but the uh, Catskill Mountain Makers Camp. Nice. I've been thinking about it quite a lot lately. Um, I absolutely loved going that first year, and I am, it's a little up in the year. I definitely want to go again this year. You know, I want to see how this whole you know, a pandemic thing shakes out. Um, but I, it, if, if I can at all be there, I'm, I, I want to go. Um, it, it definitely is. It's a different, it's a completely different vibe from something like Maker Fair, which I also love. Uh, but it's, it's a lot more, it's a lot more casual. It's a lot more, um, you get to hang out with with uh, different types of makers um you know one of my favorite parts of it is we we all just hang around a campfire at the end of the night um and share stories and drink and uh you know you get to you get to know you get to know all these all these people you you watch on youtube you just get to know them uh personally as as people and it's it's a fantastic event and i if you if you can go, I encourage you to go. You know, you're the third guest we've had that's mentioned this as something that we need to do. Yeah, or not. yeah, fourth, and I'm not fourth. surprised. Fourth. And even so, even as a even as a first year event, mm-hmm. it was still amazing. So Sharon Sharon recommended it to us. I mean, you know Sharon. I know you know Sharon very well. Um, then Luke and Priscilla were on a couple of weeks ago. And no, they, it was four then because yeah, um, yeah, yep. And now, and now, Wes. So okay, no, no, Michael Alm. Oh right, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Michael too. Yeah, yeah. Michael crap, and I. Five. <laughs> How great is Michael? I I I I don't want to promise anything because, like I said, things are still a little up in the air. Mm-hmm. But Michael and I have been uh, planning to uh, do a little something for okay. this year. I'm, just, um, I'm I can't. I'm gonna cut you off because I'm so excited. That's awesome. Please do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Do that. Yeah. The idea yeah. of you two working together, yes, I exactly. think I just I think I just got like a maker boner. Like that's just <laughs> yeah, awesome. we met, yeah, we met at Maker Fair a couple of years ago for the first time. And we've run into each other uh at at every event so far. And uh yeah, I definitely want to. I it, it's uh, it, it if we do it, it's gonna be a bit rather large build. Cool. I and yes. Wait yeah, I don't want to give. Yeah, I don't want to give too much away. But it's I, I'm really, I am looking. I am looking forward very much to this. Uh, I'm really, really hoping that we make this happen. Oh, so uh, am I. Me now, too. Now, now I have a reason. Now I really have a reason to go. Like it was just people. I. But now I want to see what you guys are doing. It's going to so. be my thing of the week next week. Just the pure possibility of it. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. And we we had 
I, it was so cool having we had Michael on a couple of weeks ago and just talking to him and getting to talk yeah. to him for the first time. He's one of those guys. Him, I could I could rattle off names of guests that we've had on the show that people that I've really looked up to. I mean, you know, there's some of the bigger names like David Picciuto and Bob Claggett we've had on the show, and I I love those guys. But then there's the guys that are more insular, like more known in our space, and guys like like John Perilla and guys mm-hmm. like. Um, Michael Lom is one of them, and it's just like yeah. talking to the, talking to all you guys. It's just like wow, I'm getting to talk. This is why I love doing this podcast, and right. Ethan, I think will agree with me. Getting to actually have a conversation with you guys is the greatest thing ever. And knowing that I can come to an event and all you people are going to be there, like yeah, I should. I'm not missing it this year. I'm just not missing it this year. It's not yeah. going to happen. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, getting to just hang out with people and get to know them and mm-hmm. and and it I mean it's a crowd where you can just sit and talk about joinery. Right. or <laughs> or glue or old computers or what you know, a lot of you know, a lot of us just have the same you know, specific interests mm-hmm. that we all yeah. get to share with one another. What well, and I think that's I think that's exactly it. That's what it's always so amazing to me. Whenever I get to go to one of these kind of events, is like, there, like there's there's those people that are in my mind famous, right? Like you know, and yeah, that's to me exactly, they're famous. You know, I but, say that all the time, dude, and that's exactly right. It's but, like to us, and, and, and they are they are famous yeah. in in our little space, you know. But like when I when I in my house in my house when I tell when I tell Beth I'm like yeah we're gonna have uh, we got Wesley Treat this week she's like that's so cool like right. she understands oh, absolutely. right because like, you're a ce- Wesley Treat is a celebrity in the Ferrari mm-hmm. house you know <laughs> no that, no absolutely absolutely and yeah and it's 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 weird because I can and don't take this the wrong way but I mentioned some of the guests that we have on this show to my friends and they're like I have no idea who that is and I'm like, right. okay cool you know I I understand that in our space yeah. You know, it's like you get very excited about people that outside of our space, you know, maybe people don't know who you are. But, yeah. like, yeah, to us, it's like, wow, we get to talk to people we've looked up to and people we modeled ourselves after and people who've taught us so much. It's, like, it's the best part of doing this yeah. show. But, yeah, it, it, my first Maker Fair, it was, yeah, it was so, never, and I have social anxiety as it is. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. going to the very first one and then running into people you know, who I've been watching on YouTube forever. Yeah. It was, I was incredibly nervous, Yeah, but then you just start talking to them and they're just, yeah, they're just people. Yeah. Yeah. I'm my well, first maker fair. I got to meet Bob. I got to literally meet the guy who's responsible for me being a maker. I got to meet him, shake his hand. I got to talk to him for five minutes and I got to take a picture with him. It was the greatest day ever. Yeah. And, and somebody like, like Jimmy, especially where he is, yeah. you know, the, you know, the Godfather, uh, and you you meet him, and he's the most personable guy. Right, so friendly. I mean, you know, I I get I hang out with him now every time. You know, we're at the same event, and hey. I've gotten to, you know, hang out at his house. And uh, he gave me his number. Said, "Hey, if you ever need anything, right. give me a call." I mean, who else? You know, what other kind of celebrity in any other Would do area that. does that? Yeah. Yeah. No, I I a hundred percent agree. I mean, and yeah, no, I mean, I I I uh, rode the elevator down with Jimmy. I've t- I think I told this story after I went got back from work, <laughs> and I was so nervous. I was like, I mean, and I had met him the year before too, and but by the end of the elevator ride, it was like, oh, you know, we're, he and I think I think this goes more for him, you know, more to say about him than anything, but. But end of the elevator ride, you know, that 60-second elevator ride, it was just like, 
it was a casual conversation. And that's what's so nice about this community and this mm-hmm. this kind of whatever world we're in, you know? The yeah. fact that I can invite Wesley Treat on the podcast. Right. <laughs> no, absolutely. Exactly the same thing. No right. pants podcast. And it's like, you don't, what, I don't get a, that's a weird response. What do I get? I get the same thing in emoji. Yeah. And I'm like, yep, this is my kind of guy. Like, we're, we're kindred spirits. I love it. <laughs> yeah. And it's, uh, I, I've, it's something I've I've been trying more uh, to talk about more uh, is you know mentioning the the social anxiety before I've I found yeah. that that a lot of people in this arena uh, have have the same thing and mm-hmm. it's uh, a lot of us that's why we start making yeah. uh, it's a way to express ourselves and start putting out videos and things and uh, you know it's so I so I always tell people, uh, you know, if if you see somebody at, at an event, um, you know, I, if you see me at an event and you want to say hi, don't hesitate. Right. Um, I I may be awkward. Um, <laughs> yeah. No. Because you know I'm anxious too. Uh, meeting people, I'm terrible. I I forget people's names often. Yeah. Um, but go ahead, you know, go to these events. Go to these right. events and hang out with these people. Well, even uh, and and again, I don't know about you, but for me, even though even in those moments where I I'm uncomfortable or I feel whatever, I'm still really happy that you came up to me and mm-hmm. talked to me. Like right, like that's mm-hmm. like yeah. c- because I'm not. It, it's more about me not being comfortable talking to you than you coming up and talking to me. Like if you come up and talk to me, that's awesome, right? Yeah. Like I don't know. Agreed. Um, yeah, yeah. I'm. I me myself. I mean, people are people laugh when I tell them this, but I am an I am an unbelievably painfully shy introvert. Where I I am really bad at talking to people, and you would think like, wait, you're hosting a podcast. Yeah, I know. That's yeah, you how can I talk. Compensate. You can talk all the time. Yeah, I'm an overcompensator, right? So <laughs> I just push it down as far as I can push it down and just get over it. Like I get anxiety. Like even tonight, I'm not going to lie. Before this, mm-hmm. I was anxious. I was like. Wow, I'm going to talk to I'm going to talk to Wesley. What am I going to say? I hope well. I hope he doesn't Vincent, think I'm Vincent, I get ass. it every freaking week. I really do. <laughs> I, I get my own. I get this anxiety every week. Every week, every, every week. single week. No matter how many weeks. I, I mean, yep. we're on. This is episode 53 of this podcast. Yep. We've been we've thousands and thousands of downloads of the show already, and I still get anxious yep. every single week. Going, man, I hope the guest doesn't think I'm an ass. You know, <laughs> right, right. And, oh, see, I get the thing where it's afterwards. Mm-hmm. I replay the entire conversation <laughs> in my head over and over. Did I say that right? Realizing what an idiot I probably sounded like. That's what I'm going to do as soon as we're done here is I'm oh. just going to sit with with a pot of uh, beans and rice and a beer and think about how dumb I sounded this time. <laughs> well, I know this is not going to change your mind, but you sounded fantastic. Yes. We oh, are, thank you. We are absolutely, we're absolutely not disappointed. So <laughs> you're This was my first, I, if, unless I have forgot, if I have forgotten something, I, I apologize. I think this is my first podcast. Oh my gosh. I, I did a lot. I did a lot of radio first. interviews when I did those books, mm-hmm. but it's been many years since I've done an actual interview. Excellent. <laughs> awesome. Excellent. I love it. I loved it. I feel like we're pulling out when somebody tells us that, I feel like, yeah, we found the diamonds in the rough. You yeah. guys you guys have all your other people. We get the first and we get quality <laughs> out of everyone. I love it. <laughs> well, and I think what what's always amazing to me is like 
everyone's so good. Like, it, and I yeah. think that's something to be said because I, I was exactly the same way. So Vincent asked me to come on, right, what, episode 11? 11, yep. And I said, why, why, why do you want me to come on? You know, like, <laughs> why do you I, want to talk to me? <laughs> yeah, why do you want to talk to me? And, and I was, I, you, you should have heard the conversation I had with Bettina, my girlfriend. I was so nervous. I was like, you know, and I was sweating the entire time and everything like that. But it's just, so it's nice when you come on and you're good at it. You know, you yeah. are. Right now, just about a year later, you still get the same way, but at least no, I'm still now. sweaty every time. But <laughs> Ethan's just a sweaty guy. That's all it is to it. <laughs> no, but but I understand exactly what you're saying, Wesley. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah, totally. It it's it's relatable, and that's again, that's one of the things you know it comes through with you. You're a relatable guy. You're you're an upbeat guy. You're an artistic guy, and that's why I think that's why everyone likes you. I mean, look, anyone I talk to that knows who you are is like, oh, cool, Wesley's a good dude. So there you go. <laughs> Um, Ethan, you want to do your, uh, you want to hit your thing of the week? Yeah, my thing of the week is really quick, so. Okay. Um, and also comes with a disclaimer. So, my thing of the week is a, all right, so we've talked about them before, um, rotary cutters for, like, cutting. Godsends. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, rotary blade cutters for, like, uh, cutting leather or fabric or whatever. And we've talked about it before that they're not that expensive, so you can replace them when they get dull. So they're, I mean, you can get one for fifteen to twenty-five bucks that are, is very good, but eventually it gets dull. So, but this past week I got a, um, it's from Colonial. I think there's other versions too, but uh, it's from Colonial is the brand, and it's a dual rotary blade sharpener. And it basically you take your blade out of your rotary cutter and you put it in this thing. And you twist it a couple times on uh, one side, which is a, a you know a rougher grit, and you flip it around and you do it on the other side, and it sh- uh, resharpens your rotary your rotary blade tool. And it's I mean it's it's so it is it's expensive if you don't use it a lot. So it's probably I think it's about twenty bucks, um, which is a lot if you don't use your if you don't use the rotary cutter a lot because. Mm-hmm. Uh, a rotary cutter probably costs fifteen to twenty five dollars. So if you only use it once in a while, eh, it's probably not worth you're it. Probably, but if you're like me, it, yeah, and you use it a lot, I've gone through three rotary cutters where the blade I just had to throw them out because they were garbage. And this, and you're, you're talking bucks. about like a like a like a wheel, like kind of a pizza wheel. Yeah, not exactly. like a, not like a rotary tool, like a ro- like a yeah, it's a like it's a cut pizza cutter. With. It's a, exactly it's a sharp, that's exactly okay, what it is. <laughs> It's a pizza cutter. And this thing, basically, you take the blade out and you sandwich it between these two pieces of plastic and uh, you rotate it on these. It's, you know, just kind of sandpaper, like really fine grit sandpaper. And you rotate it a couple times and it sharpens both sides of the blade. And then you put it back into your rotary tool and it's sharpened. So, oh. uh, yeah, it's Sweet. I, I, I just got it and uh, I sharpened one blade and it seems amazing. I have not used it for a long time, so that comes with a disclaimer. But so far, it's pretty amazing for nineteen bucks. So yeah, I spent like thirty-five bucks on my rotary cutter. So if I could save some money by sharpening that blade, you bet I will. <laughs> well, and the other thing, nice thing too, is like you can do it every so often. Like I always, mm-hmm. dr- you know, run my rotary tools into the ground before I buy another one. If you can use this to kind of like sharpen it every, you know, every couple weeks. Yeah, no, I yeah. I agree. That's great. I'm I'm actually excited about the idea of sharpening the blade on this one because mm-hmm. I use it like you. I use it a lot. Right. Um, I use it for 
use it for freaking everything, actually. Yeah, like, I use it for fabric, leather, mm-hmm. all sorts it's of things. Really good for leather. It's probably I've actually the, used it for paper too. I mean, it's yeah, it does cut paper pretty well. Yeah. I, mean, I have one of those like paper cutters, mm-hmm. but um, yeah, that's, that's great. That's I didn't even know these things existed. No, so neither, neither did I. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, yeah. We'll have that link obviously in the show notes because Ethan's going to send it to me right after the show. <laughs> I'm not going to try to find that one. Um, My thing of the week this week, I promise you, as soon as I say it, thousands of eyes are going to roll. And (laughs) I can't help it. I can't help it. I got sucked in. So I support it. I'll tell you a little story. So Thursday, uh, my friend Emily messages me and she goes, I need your friend code. And I'm like, no. I just said flat out, I said, no, I am not playing that game. She's like, no, no, I need your friend code. You're going to play the game. No, Emily, I am not playing this game. Yes, you are. No, fine, I'll get it. <laughs> so Friday, it's Saturday morning while we were doing the Makers on Zoom, I downloaded, oh God, I can't believe I, I'm going to say this to, to the public, but I downloaded Animal Crossing New Horizon for the Switch. <laughs> and I, I think within 10 minutes I was hooked. I was like, I get it. Like I totally get it. And to her credit, my friend Emily just stocked me up great. Like she helped me get a really good running start. Like she helped me get tools that you have to work a couple of days to earn. Um and I'm just totally addicted now. And in fact, right before we recorded, um, after I ate dinner, she goes, Why don't you why don't you come over to my island and I'll show you what I got going on over here? So she brought me over there. She's like, This is what the museum looks like when you build it. And I'm like, Oh, this is amazing. Like it's the, I don't even understand the attraction of this game. I don't, but I am absolutely 100% addicted. And I think part of it is it's just a really good bit of escapism and escapism. I feel like, especially now escapism really does have a place where you could just tune everything out, listen to some soothing music, watch a smiley, happy little avatar, you know, pick apples and dig holes and build a house and decorate walls and all the, all this stuff that you go, how could that possibly be interesting? I promise you it is. It's one of the most fun games I've ever played. So there you go. Well, there you go. <laughs> Animal Crossing New Horizon, a 44-year-old man playing Animal <laughs> Crossing. Yes. And not only just playing no it, but loving it. <laughs> so there you go. There you go. God, I'm mortified right now. I can't talk anymore. Why? I don't think... Yeah, I, <laughs> I, I don't, yeah. It's so many people, and I say that, I, I by the way, I say that tongue-in-cheek. There are a lot of people, yeah. older people playing, everyone's playing this game. In fact, you can't get a Nintendo Switch. They're so hard to get right now because of this game. Everyone bought the Switch and this game. So, yeah, if, if you have even a little bit of interest in it, get it. Even if you don't, get it. And I will put, I know this is going to be weird, but I'll probably put, I'll probably put my, my friend code in the uh, show notes so you guys can find me and we can play and i know everyone's going to make fun of me but i don't care i want more people to visit my island so there yep animal crossing new horizons fun game okay cool now that i'm done with the uh, teeny bopper segment <laughs> wesley thank you so much for joining us yeah man. thank you so much man that was so it's been great getting thank to you talk to no you i really am, i really enjoyed it um, uh, is there any place, I mean, we'll send, obviously I'll have the link to your YouTube channel and your Instagram. Is there any place else that you want to send people? Um, no, I think that's it. I have, uh, I, st- I need to get a, a genuine website up. Um, I've been avoiding that for the longest time. I used to do web design, mm. um, and I managed all my own websites and I got so tired of it. Me both, my friend. That, you have no idea how many times we've heard that. Too. Putting together my own, my, you know, proper website. 
Yeah, it's 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 so you know it's bad when you don't even want to do it for yourself, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Cool. We will we'll definitely have those links in the show notes. Thanks again for joining us. Um, I I it's been great talking to you. It's been I feel like I don't know. I just felt like I was talking to an old friend, and it was like it's I've been watching your stuff for so long, and finally getting to talk to you is just so damn cool. So thanks thanks for coming on. Thanks for sharing your wealth of knowledge and thanks for those absolutely. TV recommendations which will absolutely all be in the show notes in fact, Professor Julius Sumner Miller <laughs> who you, you will all watch recommend. all of his videos <laughs> <laughs> and Starcade which I am all about now like I, I want to go watch that right now I probably will go watch that before I go to bed but um, that's going to do it for this week thank you everyone also like I said earlier if you are participating in the Enlighten Us Challenge please 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 Throw some stuff in that hashtag. Make it. Uh, let's get it active a little bit. Let's get some people uh, posting up in there, even if it's just your sketches of your design or some really cool artsy macro shots of it so we can try to guess what you're doing. It would be really cool to have some stuff in the hashtag. The response has been great, and we want to just get that momentum going and make people excited for the big reveal when we finally do pick our winner. Uh, if you have a moment, jump into your podcatcher of choice and leave us a review. Five-star review if you can, and, you know, crap all over us in the review. We're, you know, like they do on um, one of those other podcasts that I can't remember the name of at the moment. But we really do appreciate the reviews. They really do help Apple and other podcast directories surface us when people are looking for something good to listen to. So thanks for doing that. Thanks for everything. Thanks for listening. Thanks for participating in the challenge. Thanks to Wesley for joining us. And we will be back again next week. We do actually have another guest for next week. So, oh, I um, can't wait. Yes, it's going to be a, it's going to be a good one, but you're going to find out who it is next week, not mm-hmm. tonight. Bye everybody. Mm-hmm.